This is the Perfectly Normal Podcast, and we're broadcasting from the NNP Satellite Studios in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Today, what do you get when you cross Ben and a sequence of four single-digit numbers? You get what Newman and Price now refer to as an eight-ball moment. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to the Perfectly Normal Podcast. I'm Jeff Newman. And I'm Ben Price. Uh, and today, we are talking about one of my favorite stories of all time. Of all time. Uh, it is Of all time. It is not a historical, weird occurrence. It is not some con artist. It's what happens when you try and make Ben Price remember numbers. <laughs> and I have, to, I have to say, I have to say that on this, when we get to the story, on this particular day, it wasn't my lack of memory skills that got the best of us. No, it was it, not. What, it, I was on. I had it right. Um, <laughs> our spectators screwed it up. I never want to blame a spectator. It was it was our fault, but it wasn't my fault. Um, yes. <laughs> well, I guess I guess moving forward, we need to we need to kind of set a boundary here because part of the story involves not exposing a little bit of the trick, but. Mm-hmm. Explaining some of the inner workings. Yeah. Uh, so if you if you don't want to know, uh, skip ahead a little bit, uh, <laughs> and and then we'll and then you can kind of just pick up after. Uh, but the gist of the situation is we had done a show this past summer, mm-hmm. uh, our very first live show that we ever did together, mm-hmm. uh, as Newman and Price. Yes. And uh, one particular effect in the show revolved around two particular things. Uh, <laughs> in the method, one of which uh, revolved around a sequence of numbers uh, that, that we both had to memorize, mm-hmm. and one revolved around something called a multiple out, yeah. uh, which I guess I guess we can kind of tip a little bit. And basically, sure. if there's more than one outcome, you have those outcomes ready to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, depending on the situation, you go to the yeah. particular outcome that you want to use as your reveal, and that's that. A good a good um, explanation or demonstration of that is Penn and Teller did a um, a, 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 online, or a, a television special, and they did a card trick where they had you select a card, and they were on a beach. Um, so you selected a card, and then they would go, and is that your card? And they would point at something on the beach. And across the beach, they had 52 different things they could point to. Some were people on the beach that had, you know, blow-up um, floaties that were the card. They had taped on their back, or they had all over the place. They had 52 different places they could point to to say, is that your card, and have it match. That is a multiple out. Exactly. And maybe, maybe in the future we put up a video lesson where we could teach a multiple, multiple out routine. Indeed. Oh. Little teaser trailer there. Uh, if yeah. you haven't been following Ben on Facebook and Instagram, he's been doing live lessons every Tuesday and Friday since the whole coronavirus pandemic quarantine thing hit. Uh, and he's had some guest instructors, including yours truly, uh, and he's been doing quite well. So kind of side tangent. Uh, check yes. that out. It's it's a great way to learn some magic. Anyways, uh, yeah. so that's the situation. That's that's the effect we're working on in the show. Yeah. Uh, and and something went wrong. Uh, we can't <laughs> really say what, uh, but something went wrong that put us in a in a basically uncharted territory. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, so so at this point, what happened, Ben? 
So the uh, we should also mention that the effect was we were playing a special game of pool or billiards because our show was at the billiard club. Thank you, the billiard club. Um, we hope to be inside you again one day. Um, I know. <laughs> Um, so four people were up on stage. They were holding one billiard ball each in their hand, a, a small billiard ball that I made out of wooden um, balls. Um, small wooden balls. Small wooden balls. And they <laughs> got to switch the balls up amongst themselves while Jeff and I weren't looking. They mixed them up and held you know, the balls in their hand behind their back so we couldn't see, and they were mixed up. When we turned around, it was our job to find the billiard balls in sequential order like you would in a pool game or a billiards game and find that eight ball last. If we couldn't find the ball, the eight ball last, we, we lost and we would buy them a pint. If, um, (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) So my phone, oh my God, here's a tangent. My phone is in front of me. I'm telling the story. And Jeff, I got a notification from Jeff that he has changed my nickname on Facebook Messenger to Small Wooden Balls. <laughs> I had no idea it would send you a notification. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Popped uh, up. Jeff changed your name too. Now you got an insight into what our, what our relationship is. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, we have our four spectators up there. They are holding the, the billiards in their hand. I'm not going to say anymore and (laughs) Jeff goes first it's Jeff's job to find the first ball okay so we turn around he goes you sir have the the yellow the one ball or whatever it is on that particular day Um, I'm just going to go in sequential order and then it's my turn okay and I in, in my section of the routine I ask someone would you like me to find, if, if Jeff found the one, there would be the two and the three left. Would you like me to find the two or the three ball? And they say, I want you to find the two ball. So I go, okay, um, you, sir, have the two ball. And they're supposed to open up their hand, and there's the two ball, and then it's Jeff's turn to tell us where the, the other balls lie while I work my way over to our, our big finale for that section. And I turn around, and I say, you have the two ball. And he opens his hand, and there is the black eight ball. And I, beca- because I was struggling with this effect to begin with, thought I had messed up. I went, I froze, and just stood there and went, well, shit. <laughs> because now not only is the opening of our show screwed up, but we owe these four guys a bite. <laughs> Oh, the look and, on your face was uh, priceless. I'm sure it was because I I was mad at myself because I we had been doing so well with this up until this point. I had mm-hmm. kind of gotten a hang for it, and I had some things <laughs> that were helping me out <laughs> around, <laughs> um, which I'm sure is still there. Um, oh, I'm sure they are. We we had we had little things all over the bar. To help Ben remember the sequence of the way things were supposed to happen. Seriously, all I had to remember was one, two, three, four, or four, three, two, one. That is it, and <laughs> and that and it doesn't that doesn't give anything away. It literally doesn't give anything away. All I had to remember was that numbers can go one, two, three, four, 
or numbers can go backwards, four, three, two, one. That's all I had to remember. And I couldn't do it. I could not do it. Every time we practiced and rehearsed this bit with Jeff, we were in Jeff's apartment. Hannah would hide balls and I would try to figure out where they were. <laughs> Jeff would hide balls. I would try to figure out. I could not do it. I struggled with it. It was it was so bad that Jeff at one point was like, maybe maybe I should just do this one on my own. <laughs> it's It's the opening. We have to do it together. We can't. Uh, it was it wasn't so the, the it wasn't so bad that I said, "Oh, maybe we should do it on my own." The fact that I knew we might be in trouble is when you look at me and went, "Yeah, maybe." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's true it's true. Yeah. I was like, "I don't th- I think maybe you should. That's what that's what'll make this show good." But anyways, I messed it up. We worked through I, it. We did. We did. I I called I called it out. I he opened up his hand. He had the eight ball. I froze. And yeah. this became what we affectionately call now the eight ball moment. And it doesn't just apply to this particular situation. It's just what happens when you're on stage and something messes up. Exactly. And in this case, now, Jeff took over and... Yeah, in this particular situation, I <laughs> I distinctly remember you saying, like, you, you turned white. Like, you yeah. just, like, you could, the blood drained from your face and all you wanted was, oh, shit. Well, shit. And the whole time I'm sitting there and because because of the way this particular effect tracks out mm-hmm. in that moment when this particular gentleman opened up his hand and he showed the eight ball, I knew exactly what went wrong. Yeah. Uh, and in this particular instance, I realized <laughs> that two things that should have happened separately happened at the same time. Mm. And because of that, I still knew how everything was going to play out. It just yeah. was two things that kind of overlaid on top of each other rather than one clear outcome. That was a good thing about this effect that um, I guess we, sh- we can mention is that sometimes you, you still know how things are laid out when something goes wrong. Other, exactly. time, other times you're not as lucky and you have no idea. But we had variables in place that went, okay, this... We know that it's not this way now, but we know exactly how it is because we don't know how it is, if that exactly. makes sense. <laughs> so the whole time Ben is there, he, he realizes what's going on. He mutters, oh, shit. And you can tell he's the wheels are turning and he's trying to figure out a way to talk himself out of this situation. And he winds up kind of just saying, well, I guess, you know, and the whole time I'm sitting there. And it's the one time in my entire life where I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I wish I wish I actually had psychic powers <laughs> because if I could communicate with Ben right now, it would be Ben, shut up. I got it. Like, I got it. I got and it. Finally, I'm just, <laughs> finally, I just stopped. I'm like, I'm, 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 Ben, <laughs> wait a second. Seriously. Ser- and I could tell the look on your face was like, I, 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 I imagine the conversation you had with me in your head was, what are you doing? Just piss off. We, it's over, up. man. Let's just move it's over. on. Like, shut yeah. up. Leave it be. And finally, I said, because the whole the whole idea was, if we buy you, if we're wrong, we buy you a drink. Yes. So I stop and I look at Bet and I said, we're not wrong. And I again, I am sure the information you had running through your head was, yes, we are. Yeah. <laughs> I've done the math. That's not what yeah. I have. <laughs> and what I did was, I went over to our to our one of many outs, and I realized that if we had portrayed it in a particular way, we cover the two situations that simultaneously occurred. Mm-hmm. And I basically wound up saying, this is what happened. 
without saying, here's the method. Yeah. But look, we are still right, and we show this prediction to still match the outcome of what happened on stage. Mm-hmm. And it's it was it was this moment of uh, and it's something it's something that I've always whenever people ask me about doing this as a job, I say the one skill that that trumps everything else is being able to think on your feet in that moment. Hundred percent. And and this particular situation, I just happened because, and I'm pretty sure the only reason I managed to put this together is because you had that moment of panic where you just went, ah, shit, and you gave me a chance to just be quiet and think. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And I think had this happened in a solo show with me, I would have done the same thing you wanted to do, like, oh, shit, we screwed up, move on. Move on, yeah. Um, And and most of the time, that's the case. That's what you have to do. mm -hmm. A lot of the time. Uh, <laughs> and and we it, this this story we we affectionately call these moments the eight ball moments now because this is something that we've experienced but you and I have both had these things happen countless times it's territory it's it's part of it's part of performing yeah especially magic and mentalism things go wrong oh absolutely um i'll i'll let you tell your story first but i also if you don't tell the story <laughs> that i enjoy I have an eight ball moment of yours that I truly <laughs> I was just gonna say I there's one that I think of all the time. Okay. But it's for, it's the you, same one. You were there for this and you enjoy yeah. telling a story much more than I do. <laughs> I sure do. Shall so, I tell? You you shall. In fact, okay. you'll probably tell it better than I will. Because I had no idea what was going on. That's true, yes. I, I saw it I saw everything. <laughs> I saw it all. So Jeff, Jeff does this routine where he has, is it two people? Yep. Yeah. Two people up on stage who think of um, a word or, um, in this case, you were asking, I think, for a celebrity? Uh, I believe this was the second version. So it was, uh, I get people to choose a word out of a notepad uh, yeah. and then think of an image that's associated with that word. Okay, right. <clears throat> and in this particular case... Um, he, he hands them the, the book of the books, the notepads of, of things, whatever they happen to be at the time. Um, I do also have to point out before yeah. we continue that the two people I chose to do this just by sheer coincidence happened to have the same name. Oh, yes. Yeah. And forgot about when that. Something, well, I'm not, really. not really. <laughs> not really. They were close. They were close, but they not, were close. Yeah. Uh, and in this particular instance, when something like that happens, because I'm a mentalist, I take full credit for the coincidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I and I kind of chalk it up as like, oh, this is a happy little win. Like, ah, like yeah. this is this is a weird coincidence that doesn't normally happen. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna pretend it does. Uh, look at me. I'm so I'm so smug. Ah. So I. And walk that into would this be the win. last instance <laughs> in this particular routine where Jeff had a win. <laughs> That's about right. <laughs> yeah. So I'll also mention that I was sitting beside a mutual friend of ours, Erica Barr, because that's important. <laughs> that's important to the story from my from my perspective. So we are sitting there, Erica and I sitting there watching Jeff, loving it, clapping, applauding. These two people get up on stage. He hands them the notepads. They are to riffle through the notepad, look at one of the images, look at one of the words, and remember it, think about it. 
And the instruction from Jeff was, look through your notepad, find a word, and remember it. One of them looks through the notepad, finds a word, remembers it, closes it, la-di-da, life goes on. The other stands there, stone still, okay? (laughs) Statuesque, gorgeous, looks perfect, perfectly still, loved it. Jeff then goes to confirm that everything is finished and that he can turn around and have a look, says, do you both have a word in your head or, or an image in your head? Whatever he says, do you have this completed? And both of them very stoically give a nod. Yes, indeed we do. At this point, I, in my head, and I also, Erica Barr beside me, thinks to ourselves, well, she has not looked through the notepad. <laughs> She has not found a word to remember. What's going? She, and she's nodding. And we both turn it e- to each other and give a like the biggest smirk because we're like, "This sucks because this isn't going to work." And two, hilarious because it's not going to work. Jeff is gonna. It's not going to happen. And so I we're laughing. No idea. Yeah, Jeff has no idea this has happened. So he turns around. Erica and I are looking at each other like, "Oh God, yes, please." And asks the first person, think of your word. I'm going to tell you what it is. Perfectly. Got it. Boom. Bing, bang, boom. They sit down. Next person um, starts thinking of her word. She's very happy with it. She's chosen her word, which to this day, we don't know what it was. Um, Jeff says, I, I'm not not getting it. I'm not getting it. I, I'm going to go with this. Obviously, that's wrong. Um, turns it around, incorrect. Um, and then she's like, this was my word, or I, I can't remember if she told you or whatnot. I know that it failed on her end, um, and I think you, you used her for the next thing. You're like, I, I couldn't get this word, but here's what we'll do. And I think you ended up getting, no, you did end up figuring it out. Mm-hmm. You did end up getting what she was thinking of. Not in another routine, but in the same routine. So it, it did work out. I'm remembering now. Um, but good God, was that ever funny? <laughs> watching her watching her not think of a word, just coming, you know, just like, yeah. this is what I'll think of. I've got a word. Yes, I do. Jeff turning around completely oblivious and going forward. But you did figure it out. I can't remember what it was, what she was thinking. I can't thinking, remember either. But, I, to be yeah. honest, I can't even. I think I did. Oh, I, yeah, I remember now. I, I don't yeah. know what the word was, but I remember how I got out of it. Yes, yeah. Uh, I, I also but I guess I guess that turns into the overarching situation uh, mm-hmm. of what happens when something goes wrong, mm-hmm. uh, and and really there's there's only there's only three outcomes that come to mind. Like they're very general, okay. but one is the simplest one: you move on. Yeah. You call it a loss. You say, "Oh, okay, whatever, fine." Mm-hmm. Two is you try and find a way to save it. Yep. Uh, which is what happened in our eight ball moment. We mm-hmm. had we had a way out. Like it yeah. was it wasn't over. It wasn't as strong as it could have been, mm-hmm. but we we found a way to complete the effect magically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the third one, which I think kind of is is semi related to the the second one, is yeah. that you do a different trick. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> and that, to be honest, that is that is usually my go to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I found a way. Uh, I've, I found many, many ways around that, but there's there's two or three things in particular that I do that's sick because I'm a mentalist. The whole idea mm-hmm. is that I'm supposed to read thoughts. 
there are ways to do that um, mm-hmm. that that don't necessarily uh, uh, look the same or or, or 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 they look the same but it's a different method like there's ways around yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and a really good example uh, that happened to me this winter uh, was I was doing a Christmas party uh, and it was it was a it was a very um, lubricated audience. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. They they uh, there was there was an open bar and people were taking full advantage. Right. Uh, and there was one one guy in particular. To be honest, super fun guy, but like. Mm-hmm. Definitely had a few too many, mm-hmm. um, and luckily he was the kind of he was that kind of guy who like normally you have people in the audience who when they have a few too many they're kind of a pain. Yeah, uh, this guy was the exact opposite. If this guy drinks too much and is in my like if, if if I were to see this guy drunk on the side of a street before I start a show, I would offer him a free ticket because he made the show. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he was like he was the the perfect guy to kind of like pick on a little bit in the audience. Uh, he gave the biggest reactions. He laughed the hardest. He was just, he had bought in completely. Yeah. And because of that, he also became the guy who would not leave me alone. Right. You know, after the show was done, show me another trick, do this other thing, you yeah. know, like just kept going and going and going and going. And most of the time when that happens, if it's a good crowd, if it's a happy crowd, I don't mind staying a little longer, maybe yeah. doing a couple card tricks, adding a little bit on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, so I did. Uh, and it was, it was the, same, uh, the same kind of situation. Did a couple tricks, was packing up, and, and I, end, I ended this particular show with my book test. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the end of the show, because of the way the show runs and the way the show ends... Uh, I leave the books that I use for my book test on stage yeah. because people always want to inspect them and they're normal books and they can. Mm-hmm. And when people come up and look at the books, they flip through them and because they're normal books, it, it enhances that experience. Yeah. So I'm packing away and this guy had seen a couple tricks. I was packing up my stuff and he comes up to me and he says, I have chosen a word out of this book. Yeah. And... I was nowhere near the book. I wasn't even in the same room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in my mind, this, and again, that idea of do a different trick. Yeah. You know, what can I do in this situation that looks the same? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I did it. And I, and I kind of, I, I did kind of the quick mind inventory. I'm like, okay, what do I have in my pockets? What can I do? <laughs> How do I do it? What approach, what methods do I have at my disposal right now? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I wound up doing something that gave it a little bit of a twist. And I said, okay, you know what? You picked a word. I didn't touch the book. No. Uh, you didn't tell anybody. No. I said, great. Here's what we're going to do. And I did a different trick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I still wind up getting the word. This guy goes home with an incredible story yeah. that he probably won't remember. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. But it's this idea of in that moment, that trick went wrong. Mm-hmm. That specific trick went wrong, but I found a way out. Uh, yeah. And in fact, this this trick also happened wrong one other time, but we'll talk about that after. But that idea of doing a different trick is the way, uh, you know, is, is kind of my go-to out. And I yeah. have one or two particular methods that I rely on heavily as my out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's something that no matter what show I'm doing, I have the tools I need with me ready to go. 
Yeah. And that's the thing, because that describes perfectly what the eight ball moment is. It's it's being ambushed either by the method or or yourself in, in or, you know, in your case, a spectator who's grabbed one of your props and come up to you unprepared. You're not prepared. Um, so that is the perfect eight ball moment. It's just an ambush where you now have to make your decision and get out of it either by, by one of those three means, fix it or move on or change it into something else. Um, that's the perfect eight ball moment. Um, and I think, yeah, every performer is going to come across those, whatever you happen to call it, that's up to you, but eight ball (laughs) moments for us. Exactly. Uh, and it, it, it's uh, the very first time I ever came across kind of this idea of, you know, finding a way out mm-hmm. uh, was I used to do a trick that required a stack deck. Uh, mm-hmm. And even even non-magicians have an idea of what a stack deck is. Yeah. Uh, if you don't, it's a it's a deck of cards arranged in a particular order. Yeah. Uh, and known to the magician. Known <laughs> to the magician and no one else. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I. Uh, it was uh, there. I had done a couple of gigs where you know someone picks up the cards and you know they shuffle it or something like that, and it kind of ruins a trick. And mm-hmm. I kind of just move on to something else, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, do a different, do a different trick. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they would shuffle the cards, and I used to say, "Oh, you know what? We're just going to leave those there for a minute." Uh, <laughs> this is something I still do. If something goes horribly, horribly wrong, mm-hmm. uh, I just say this really only happens in walk a, walk around. Uh, the occasional times I do walk around magic, something will go wrong. Uh, you know, say I give somebody like a playing card or whatever, and it's the wrong yeah. playing card or the wrong drawing or whatever. I say, you know what? Don't look at that just yet. Just put it in a pocket. We'll come back to that in a minute. And I never do. Never do. Just, yeah, just walk away. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of just dropping it without saying, oh, I guess it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it, because, you know, something like a stacked deck, uh, I think it was an episode of Scam School where they went over like, a, a stack deck trick mm-hmm. uh, and somebody says well what what happens if someone shuffles the deck wrong and they say do a different trick yeah. not meaning walk away mm-hmm. uh, but at this particular point you've handed a deck of cards to a spectator or you've shown them a deck of cards all they're expecting is a card trick they yeah. don't know where you're going yes so you know what if they shuffle the deck and they hand it back great you move on to yeah. something else mm-hmm. um and since then, I have come up with, I, I guess, kind of like a like a, a probability tree of stack deck trick. They shuffle, it can break into these two pieces. Mm-hmm. If it's this particular situation, you go down this little branch and follow it all yeah. the way down. And here's a series of tricks you can do in these situations. Mm-hmm. Um, and having that preparedness makes it easy to jump from something to something else seamlessly. The last thing you want in terms of um, an, an eight ball moment like that, in terms of card tricks, is to have a stacked deck, walk up to someone, have them shuffle, and then go, now I can't do the trick. Exactly. Because right there, they know, okay, it was all, it was all set up, so it's, it's a bad trick anyway. You want to move right on, because that way, the magic is still magical. And they, even if you, even if, you know, it's, it's pretty easy to fan a deck open and go, so you've shuffled these cards, and as you do that, you know, reset up the deck for something else. It's super easy yeah. to find a card and move it to a certain position just by, you know, simply showing them the deck. 
So have a couple of tricks in your back pocket. And yeah, obviously the, the stacked deck trick is your ideal outcome. But mm-hmm. if you can have an out, <laughs> move on, do something else, because that makes that makes you look far more professional and, and magical. And that's what you well, want. And you and I have been to, to lectures mm-hmm. where magicians will teach a trick mm-hmm. uh, and they'll, they'll hand something out, uh, mm-hmm. usually a deck of cards, yeah. uh, and they'll give an instruction, give this a cut, give this a shuffle, and mm-hmm. the magician at the lecture will do it, and the magician giving the lecture will go, oh, ah, uh, uh, yeah, okay, hold on. And like in a lecture, it's not a huge deal because we're all magicians, mm-hmm. we're all there to learn the trick. But I just imagine trying to do that with a spectator, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, ooh, ooh, there, there's, yeah, there's one particular trick that I know that I have sitting in my in my drawers mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> that when I learned it because of the way I do a riffle shuffle, I mm. undid everything. Yeah. And I thought to myself, if I'm performing this professionally and I hand, uh, you know, I hand something out to be shuffled and this is what happens, mm-hmm. now what? You know, like, yeah. I've, I've gotten screwed. no way out of this, <laughs> yeah. you know? Uh, and I guess I guess that kind of branches off into the idea of selecting your effects as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if you, if you don't have an out or if you don't have a, a way to change an effect on the fly, you might not want to put that effect in your show. Yeah. Um, the other thing I'll say is that if um, uh, it, the deck can't be examined in this, and we'll go with this, the deck in this, explanation but if the deck can't be examined or shuffled before the trick fine don't offer that as a possibility offer it after for them to examine the deck and clean in terms of you know the deck is a deck of cards Um, but let them look at it after because they will remember that's the great thing about magic is that you're setting up their um, memory as well so if you get let them examine the deck before or after, it doesn't matter. They're going to remember that they got to examine the deck or the prop. Exactly. Doesn't matter when it happened. Yeah. And to be honest, depending on what your effect is, a lot of times a simple overhand shuffle will still maintain enough of a stacked order that Indeed. you can still carry on something. Yeah. Uh, which is I can't remember where I saw, but I remember seeing an effect where somebody did a stacked deck effect where it mm-hmm. got shuffled. Mm-hmm. And it blew my mind because I'm like, well, there goes there goes my idea. Like, I'm sure this yeah. is a stack, but obviously not. But it yeah. was. Yeah. Uh, and it's and there's there's a lot of things like that out there. Um, mm-hmm. But I think and and you know, kind of having that idea of and, and remembering, you know where you're headed. The mm-hmm. audience doesn't. Yeah. So it's really easy for you to change on the fly, even within the same effect. Uh, Indeed. It, this this kind of goes back to the example of that book test that I do at the end of my show again. Uh, quite a few years ago, I did a show, uh, I think it was in, it was at the, the casino in Lethbridge. Mm-hmm. It was a Christmas party, uh, and uh, <laughs> at the end of the show, I do this, uh, uh, I do this book test, they pick a word out of a book, and uh, it winds up being a predicted word, that is the mm-hmm. finale of the show. Yeah. And... The whole idea of being a mind reader is predicated on the idea that you don't say what you're thinking out loud. Ugh. <laughs> That's it not makes mind it very reading. easy That's for you. Listening. That's listening. Yeah. Uh, and this pr- that's exactly what happened. I brought a woman up on stage. I had her uh, look through my I had her look through the book and then I said, "Great, we're going to pick a word." 
just say stop whenever you, and she looks at the word and I open up the book and the first thing she says is I Were you thinking I? Yep. So at this point, I that's my prediction, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, and I'm like, well, okay, she just she just blew this whole thing. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, wait a second, I know where this is going. No one knows what the outcome here is. Yeah. So I stop her and I said, now hold on a minute, stop. Don't say that. It's really easy for me to read your mind when you say these out loud. We don't want to say this out loud. And I kind of turned it into a joke, even though mm-hmm. I'm sitting there thinking, well, great. My final re- reveal has been destroyed. Um, yeah. So now, okay, I can still say this effect. Do a different trick. In this particular case, it's another way to do a book test. It's another method. Yeah. And that will give me enough time to figure out my way out of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did. I, I get her to pick another word out of the book. I figure out what that word is correctly. Uh, and then while I'm doing this, it hits me that these are random choices. Mm-hmm. She picked these pages in this book on her own, you know, and I've yeah. proven that I can still read her mind. I can still figure out what word she's thinking of. Mm-hmm. So when I get to the reveal, I said, this was the word that you thought of that I got, blah, 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 blah. But in the very beginning, your very first choice was this word. Mm-hmm. She goes, yeah. And I said, that was a free choice, right? Yep. And there's no way I could have known. Yep. Well, here, I actually did. And I revealed yeah. a prediction, and it still hits. Yeah. Because I know what my end point is. Now I just need to find that root there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which is which is where, uh, I guess I guess that's a perk of the way I set up my show. Mm-hmm. Uh, is because I know I know where it's going. I have many different options to get there if something deviates from the regular path. Yeah, exactly. And that, yeah. I think that's the mark of, you know, a, pra- a practice in scripting and knowing knowing your show. Mm-hmm. Um, before we wrap up, I will share with you my my eight ball moment on my in my solo show that um, I don't think I've ever told you this story, um, but it's one of my favorite because it was a, a terribly accidental but very fortunate recovery. Um, I didn't think it was, I didn't think it was going to work. Uh, even, so it, something went wrong, obviously, but I tried to fix it and thought, this is ludicrous. It's never going to work, but I'm going to try to fix it this way. Anyway, so I'm doing a, a, an effect and the effect relies on a duplicate of something. doesn't matter what, but there's a duplicate involved. Yep. Um, and I go to hand out what I want them to think is what they've been looking at. And as I do that, the duplicate falls on the floor. So now there are two, two of these things in play. And I think to myself, uh-oh, because I've heard people go, oh, you know, they've seen it. They've seen what's happened. Um, I think, nope. Oh. Jeff's holding. Jeff's holding. Oh, I'm, that was. I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure which effect you're talking about. So I, I, I made a guess. So I, I held you up a, a written piece. Yeah. Um. I'll tell you after when I okay. finish. When I finish what what happened, or, or how I fixed it, that'll be very funny because Jeff's Jeff thinks something really heavy fell on the floor. Um. <laughs> no. It falls. It falls on the floor. People see it and go, <gasps> and then, I. In my head, I go, okay, continue, but fix this by 
hiding what's fallen on the floor, you know, glancing over it. A couple people have seen it, but not everyone. So I, I step on it. And I know in a moment, I have to make my way towards the audience member to hand out what, you know, I'm, I'm holding. But I step on what's fallen on the floor and think, please let that stick to my shoe. <laughs> please <laughs> let it stick to my shoe. If it sticks to my shoe, I'm safe. And someone yells out at this point. Everything lines up perfectly. Someone yells out, well, what about the one that fell? And I go, which one? And move my foot. And it sticks to my shoe. <laughs> I, I didn't deserve that. I didn't expect it. I wanted it badly, but didn't expect it. It sticks to my shoe. I go, what one? Move my shoe. And they go, oh. And I'm like, yeah, oh, here you go. Have that. Have a look at it. Make sure it's normal. Is that, and it works out perfectly. That's my, that's my favorite eight ball moment. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you the effect after. I still do it um, oh, in some form in my show. So I don't want to say what it is. So people don't know that I'm using a duplicate. But that was my eight ball moment. But we are, we are coming to the end of our episode. So maybe you can talk a bit about our new exciting thing. A new exciting thing. Are we talking about the Patreon exciting thing? <gasps> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, we have set up a Patreon. So if you are a listener of the show and you want to support us in what we're doing, uh, go check it out. You can find it on uh, patreon.com slash Newman and Price. Uh, there are different price points. We're still in the process of setting up the perks for our subscribers. Uh, mm-hmm. But right now you can uh, pledge a subscription to the Newman and Price uh, media podcast Uh, so if you like what we do and you want to show your support uh, you can do it there everything you need to know is on patreon and and we'd love to have your support if not even just a thank you or a hi that's great too Uh, but there are some perks for being subscribers and and we are working with uh, what those are right now but as of right Mm -hmm. now if you do want to uh, subscribe to our patreon uh, for uh, you can get everything from early access episodes all the way up to uh, personal ask me anything and other uh, uh, basically one-on-one interactions or, or personal interactions outside of the podcast as well. Yeah. So head on over to patreon.com slash Newman and Price and check out what we have there. And we'd Indeed. love to hear from you. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, and speaking of upcoming things, uh, we don't for the foreseeable future. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so if you do want to keep up uh, with anything that we do have coming up, it should we do should we have anything coming up mm-hmm. uh, we'll be posting that online as well uh, we'd love to see you online let us know there indeed indeed but that does it for this episode my name is Jeff Newman I'm Ben Price this has been the Newman Podcast thanks for listening If you enjoy the Perfectly Normal podcast, help us out by leaving us a review on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. And of course, don't forget to subscribe. And to keep up to date on what's going on with us, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching for at Newman and Price. And to find Jeff or Ben individually, search Newman Mentalism and Ben Price Magic on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. If you have any questions or show ideas, you can reach us at newmanandprice at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Onward into the bright blue horizon we go. Yeah. Something's kicking in. Let me get my stopwatch. I feel great. (coughs) I'm flying high. I am higher than a giraffe's nuts.